Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Hello, Journey of You family. Today, I want to talk to you about wisdom and how you can get more of it. So in scripture, God tells us if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. And so I want to tell you where you can find it and how you can grow in your wisdom. I was listening to a sermon series by Dr. Bill Winston and in there, he talked about how oftentimes, you know, we say that older people have, you know, a lot of wisdom or a lot of knowledge. And there's actually scripture that says that sometimes just because you're older, it doesn't mean that you're wiser. And that sat with me for a while because you never really think of that. You just think, okay, well, you've got, you know, 60, 70, 80 years on earth. Surely there's a lot that you know, which granted there is. But it doesn't always mean that you are wiser. And so I want to share some scriptures with you today to help you be wise and grow in your wisdom and some very practical ways that you could really put that into place. So let me pull up the scriptures that I want to share with you. So in Job 32, verse 9, it says, The abundant in years may not be wise, nor may elders understand justice. So I say, listen to me. I, too, will tell what I think. There it is in scripture that just because you're older, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are wiser. And so there is a book that was written by the greatest, most wisest man ever known. And that was Solomon. And Solomon is the son of David. And David wrote the Psalms. And so if you want to learn about praise and worship, gratitude, no matter what you're going through, or no matter what season of life you're in, go to the Psalms, because there are lots of times that David cried out. And even when he did wrong, he knew how to repent quickly and return to God. That's why even with all the things that he did, God called him a man after his own heart. 
because he knew to quickly repent and to return to God immediately. And so all throughout Psalms, you'll see those songs where he was lamenting, where he was in pain, where he was repenting and constantly just laying at God's feet and telling him how he felt and everything that he was going through. And that's the same thing God wants us to do. And so then to take it a step further than where David was at is his son Solomon. And it takes you to the book of Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs, meaning 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. That has always fascinated me. And I truly believe that God did that on purpose. And if you think about the calendar, essentially there are 31 days in a month. Um, Obviously there are some like February that's only 28, 29 some years, and then other months that are only 30 days. But the point is, there is a chapter of Proverbs that you could read every single day. And when my kids were younger, that's exactly what I had them do. They had to read a Proverbs each day and then write a synopsis of what they read. And it didn't matter if it was two sentences or three sentences or if they just picked one verse. I wanted them to come tell me something that they got out of it so that it would commit it to memory. And we did that for months and months and years and years. And I truly believe, well, one, obviously, you know, when you sow a seed in good ground, it's going to take root. And I believe even now to this day, that has helped them even with some of their decision making, that they're able to fall back on that. Obviously, they've read more scriptures than just Proverbs, but it became a habit that now, even without me having to tell them, they can still refer back to those Proverbs or certain verses that stood out to them as they read them. And so each day, if it was the 8th of the month, they were reading Proverbs 8. If it was the 29th of the month, they were reading Proverbs 29. And they would, you know, hand me a piece of paper of what they got out of it, you know, and that's what they did at the start of each day before they were able to watch TV, go outside, do anything else, because I wanted them to understand the importance of one spending that time with God, because that's how he teaches us and talks to us. The Bible is his love letter to us. And then two, growing in their knowledge of his word so that if they were in a you know tough situation or up against a decision that they weren't sure which way to go, they always had a reference point to go back to. And I mean, that's even a aha moment right now of like, oh my goodness, if you're standing at a crossroads and you're not sure which way to go, reach for God's word. Because he has lots of directions and instructions in there to help you for where you're at right now. If you're not sure where to start, ask him. Say, God, this is what I'm dealing with right now. I've got these two or three decisions to make. They're major decisions. I don't want to make the wrong one. I don't want to go the wrong way. Where do you want me? What do you want me to do? Where, Where do you want me to go? And he'll show you in his word. You might have your Bible closed, and then as soon as you open it, it goes to exact scripture that you need. Or maybe you open the Bible app, and it happens to be the verse of the day or a specific devotional that you can start reading. There are ways that God will confirm it in your spirit and let you know. And so that's what I was teaching them. And so that's what I'm sharing with you, that there's a Proverbs a day. And then I was really focused on them reading the whole chapter. We had New Living Translation. I think we also had the New International Version and the King James Bible. And so I also had like student Bibles. And so I had them pick whichever one they could relate to. And so all of them used the student version of the Bible because it was more on their level. Because at this time, I'd say they were maybe in range from like six to eight all the way up until they were about like 12. And so, I mean, we did it for years and I wanted them to read it in a version they could understand. Sometimes we'd all sit down together and each of them would read a verse and we'd go through the whole chapter that way. And then I'd ask them, you know, what'd you get out of it? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So sometimes reading it out loud together helped because we were able to talk through some things of, you know, we read it through and then they were like, well, I didn't understand that. Sure. What does this mean? And so it just gave a chance for dialogue because, you know, we're supposed to write the word of God on our heart, you know, and hide it in our heart so that we might not sin against God and so that we have it, you know, so that we can stand against the, all the fiery darts of the enemy. And so, which you'll see that in Psalm 91, um, hiding, you know, God's word is also in Psalms. That was another thing that David wrote. And so you're able to let those things rattle off your tongue the more time that you spend in God's word. And so that's really what I was wanting to teach. You know, you're supposed to sit around the table and, you know, teach your children, train them up in the way they should go. So when they're older, they won't depart from it. That's in Proverbs. And so just being able to instill that in them so they could develop that habit. So as they got older, as most teenagers do, you know, they don't want to sit down and spend as much time, you know, talking about the Bible or, you know, sitting down talking with you because they want to be with their friends and doing their activities. And so to me, it was important for them to have that foundation. But it doesn't matter what age you are, you can gain more wisdom right now by just even starting in the book of Proverbs. And so if a chapter a day feels like too much, that's fine. Start with a verse. One. Most chapters have a good 12 to 20 verses or more. You probably aren't going to remember all of that. And attention spans these days are so much shorter that you'll probably be lost halfway through the chapter anyway. And so even if you pick one each day and you read Proverbs chapter one on the first, like today is the 17th. And so maybe you read, well, yeah, today is the 17th. Um, I was thinking about when this aired, which will be the 18th tomorrow. But, um, you know, you read Proverbs chapter 17 and maybe there's one verse out of that whole Proverbs that you find that you're like, wow, that really spoke to me. And that's what you meditate on for the day. That's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. So that way it can take hold um, in your heart and you meditate on it until it becomes real and alive for you and you get something out of it. And so I'm pulling up Proverbs chapter 17 right now. And when you go to verse one, it says, better is a dry morsel and quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. So think of like a biscuit and you're eating a biscuit and it's really dry and you really wish you had some jelly or something to put on it, but you don't. But to you, it's better just eat that dry biscuit and just have a full belly than to have a house full of food and all of these different things that you could choose to eat. But there's a lot of animosity and strife and anger. Like nobody wants that. And so you'd rather just eat that dry biscuit rather than have a full spread of everything you could choose from in the midst of a lot of animosity and tension. And so it's things like that. A servant who acts wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share in the inheritance among brothers. So you could be a servant at someone's house. And again, this was written in Bible days, but just think about it. Let's say you're, you know, working for a family that has three or four sons and all four of them are planning to get inheritance. But because you act wisely and you're doing the right thing, and you're serving properly and in excellence, but maybe a couple of the kids are not acting correctly or the way that they should be. And all of a sudden now you're in line to get that same inheritance as them just simply because you were acting wisely. So it's things like that that you could learn in the book of Proverbs that can really teach you. And you can just pick one verse, like verse three. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests hearts. That's good to know. Because even if you go around and can fool everybody else around you, you can't fool God. 
And so this scripture right here shows you that, that God is always testing your heart and looking at your heart. And that's what matters to you. Are you doing it? You know, the things that you're doing, is it something you're doing joyfully or cheerfully? Are you doing it with malice and anger and unforgiveness in your heart? Like that matters. And so those are things that you can learn by reading the book of Proverbs. So each day, if you don't have anywhere else to start and you're like, I don't know what to read, start there. One, you're going to gain a lot of wisdom while you're reading it. Two, there's really great instruction for just day-to-day life and things that you need to do. And three, it'll then help you start to find other scriptures that you want to read or reference, you know, and glean more from. But it's just a good starting point to really help you grow in your wisdom and instruction. And so each day, go to Proverbs. Pick a chapter based on what day of the month it is. And then pick a verse. And each month you could do a different one. Like if you started with Proverbs chapter 17 this month, and let's say you focused on verse three, and that's the one you really wanted to get down in your spirit. And then next month on August 17th, when you're reading it again, maybe you skip down and you want to go on verse seven. Excellent speech is not fitting for a fool, much less are lying lips to a prince. And you're like, well, what does that mean? And it says right here, that's a lip of abundance. And you're like, okay, so that means you're constantly talking, 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 talking. And a lot of times you might be lying. You're talking so much that your talking is useless, um, so to speak, because it, it can be that too, where you're just talking to be talking. Well, there's power in your words. You don't want to just be talking to be talking. You want to talk with purpose and have a point about the things that you're saying and using wisdom. And if not, you're being quiet. Because everything that you say, I heard that from Terry Savelle Ford this morning, that everything that you say is an affirmation. Even when you're complaining about something, it's an affirmation. And I was like, whoa, that was such an eye opener because it was like, that's so true. Because literally the power of life and death is in your tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. And so, again, that's also in Proverbs. <laughs> Once again, wisdom. <laughs> And so you learn those things. It's like, oh, I better watch what I say because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I need to be mindful of what I'm saying because there's power in what I say. So if you're complaining, that's the same type of things. You're speaking affirmations over your life. But if you're grateful and expressing gratitude and speaking God's truth, then those are also affirmations that you're speaking in your life. So it's like, do you want to speak life or do you want to speak death? Which one is it going to be? Because it's literally one or the other. You got to be hot cold. There's no warm. There's no lukewarm in God because he spits you out. Also another scripture. And so these are the things that I'm telling you, everything that you need to know is right here in the book. And you, it's very practical for you to read a verse a day or a chapter a day. And Proverbs sets that up very nicely for you. Solomon did an excellent job of giving you one for each day of the month so that you could sit down and really take it in. And read it out loud. Again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So pick a scripture and read it out loud. You could even speak it into your phone, you know, record it on a video, or if you have even a recorder, um, some people still use those, of course. And so record it and play it back over and over and over again so that you just keep hearing it and keep listening to it until it is deep down in your spirit. And that builds your faith. Because you're listening to it. And if you're also saying it out loud as well, then that's increasing your faith and helping you to believe it more and more and get it down in your spirit. That way, when you really need it, 
it's right there for you to pull from and it can just roll off your tongue. And so let's see, I want to give you another one that's really good. I'm going to go to chapter 31 because that's really one of my favorite chapters. It's also very popular. Most people know Proverbs chapter 31, but it's all about the description of a worthy woman. And you all know that that's who I'm constantly talking to. And so I want to make sure that you know exactly where you can find out about who God says that you are. So we're going to switch over to Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 verse 10 says, an excellent wife who can find her for her worth is far above jewels. Some translations say far above rubies. And why that's powerful is because everybody always talks about diamonds, 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 this, diamonds, that. But a ruby is much more rare than a diamond. And so being a ruby means you're that much more priceless and even more of a gem because you can find diamonds anywhere. You can't find rubies as much. And so when you do find an excellent wife or a virtuous woman, her worth is far above rubies. So the next time that you're not sure about your worth or are you enough, go to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, and just repeat that out loud. Whether you choose to do it in the New International Version, the King James Version, the Message Version, or the Amplified Version, take it and read it out loud. Say it over and over again to yourself in the mirror until you believe it and know that your worth is far above rubies. Okay. Next one. Um, Let's see, chapter, uh, verse 13, she looks for wool and linen and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her attendants. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She surrounds her waist with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her profit is good and her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distant, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Now, I know that was a whole lot because I read to you from verse 10 all the way to verse 31. But what I need you to hear in that is the exact qualities and characteristics that God talks about. Now, I don't want you to feel like, oh, I got to have every single one of those qualities. I don't have time to get up early in the morning and take care of this and take care of that because I'm, I'm just going to bed. And I'm tired. I get it. By no means do you have to have every single one of these qualities or characteristics. I just need you to pick one or two verses that you can hang on to that remind you of who God says that you are. Because if it doesn't, if somebody tells you that you're this or you're that, or they put a label or an opinion on you and it does not line up with what it says right here in the word of God in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, you can dismiss it. Because everything that anybody says about you, you line it up with God's truth. That's when you determine 
what you're going to hold on to, what you're going to let go of. And if it does not line up with what God says in his word, you don't have to accept it. You can take it out in one ear and write out the other. Don't receive it in your spirit because it's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to distract you. He wants to attack you and he wants to make you lose your focus so that you stop remembering who God says that you are because then you're not able to operate in purpose. And there are people out there waiting for you, waiting for you to be obedient, to operate in purpose, to do what God has called you to do. And the more that you sit back and don't do it, the more that they're just sitting by the wayside and the prayers that they're praying, reaching out, waiting for you to come and bring the answer that God put you and designed in you to give, the longer they're just going to sit and wait. Literally, lives are hanging in the balance, waiting on you to fulfill your purpose. It's hard for you to do that if you don't know who you are. That is why you got to go back to the scriptures, because God created you. He's the only one who can tell you who you are and who he created you to be. And nobody else has the power to negate it or take it away. Those who didn't make you can't break you. Those who didn't create you cannot negate you. Only God has the power to do that. And you know what? He's not going to negate you, nor is he going to break you. He is going to be with you every step of the way. When he forms you together in your mother's womb, he already had a plan for you. You'll find that in Jeremiah 29. He tells you that, that he knows the plans he has for you to give you a hope and a future. So if you find yourself today unsure of how to make better decisions, how to be wiser, how to know who you are in Christ, you've got to go to his word. It's literally his love letter to us, not only of who we are in him, but exactly how we fulfill our purpose right here on earth. That is why I'm so passionate about getting you to the point of fulfilling your purpose and being all that God created you to be. But I know the foundation of that is knowing in your mind who you are in Christ. Because if you don't know that, it's difficult, almost impossible for you to fulfill purpose. Because you won't be able to tap into that and believe that you can do all the things God created you to do if you don't know who you are in him. It's your confidence, your confidence in who you are and who he created you to be. And life happens all the time. And certain people come by and they're assigned to take out your confidence, to take you out. Just like there is the Holy Spirit in us, there is a spirit, the enemy that is trying to take you out as well, that doesn't want you to fulfill that purpose, that doesn't want you to accomplish all that God sent you here to do. But God's already given us the victory. We've got to walk in it because we fight from victory, not for it. Jesus already got the victory when he died on the cross for each and every one of us. Think about that. He died for us. You were loved that much that he gave up his life just to save yours. So anytime that you question whether or not you're chosen, whether or not you're worthy, whether or not you're accepted, whether or not you are loved, whether or not you are enough, think about all the bruises and stripes on his back. Think about all that he took when he was persecuted, crucified, died on the cross, when they pierced him in his side and put a crown of thorn on his head. Jesus did each and every one of those things because he loves you. He loves you that much that he literally gave up his life. He came to earth as a human. He never did one thing wrong. He took on all of our sins because he loved us that much and he wanted us to have a direct line straight to him and God. You've got to know that. So each and every time that the enemy tries to make you forget it or tries to discourage you or 
tries to tell you that you're not this or you're not that, you shut his mouth by repeating the things that God tells you in his word. And if you're not sure where to go anywhere else, you think of John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You think about that. You think about Jeremiah 29.11, that God knows the plans he has for you, that he forms you in your mother's womb. And right then and there, at that very moment, he put value in you and he put purpose in you. Right then and there, not one person can take that away. I don't care who they are, even if they're your family, your best friend, your spouse, your child, your teacher, whoever they are, nobody can negate that. You are the only person that can stand in your way. Coincidentally, you're the only person that can move you forward. You've got to make that decision to do that. And if you need help with it, you go to the word of God because he's the one who created you. So if you need to be reset, he's our manufacturer. Just like things come in the mail, we order stuff and something's wrong with it. We send it back to the manufacturer for them to fix it or send us a new one. That's exactly what we have to do with our own personal bodies because our bodies are a living sacrifice. We've got to take care of these temples. So I'm going to pray that this word is sealed in you, that you remember who you are in Christ and that you're able to move forward in the purpose that he called you to. Lord, we thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you, Father, for showing up. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word, your love letter to us, Lord. I pray for each and every person that is listening in the sound of my voice, Father, that you touch them, Lord, that you help them to remember. Remember who they are in you, Father, to remember that they are loved, they are chosen, they are enough, <laughs> they are accepted. They belong, Father, to you, Lord. They are your children, your sons, your daughters, Lord. Help them to know, Father their identity in you, Lord, to be confident in who they are in you and to move forward in the purpose that you've called them to. Show them, Father, in your word, whether it's the wisdom they need in Proverbs or the grace and gratitude, Father, to make it through persecution and the pain of life, Father, the trials and tribulations that come along, Lord, that they can go to Psalms and be able to see how David praised you in the midst of it all, Lord, and be able to move forward. If they need to know more about you, Father, and how you did send your son, Lord, and everything that he did in his life, send them to the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John so they could see the four different aspects of exactly what Jesus did while he was here on the earth, the miracles that he performed, and the ministry that he did in his 33 and a half years of life, Lord. If they want to know what happens when you return, send them to Revelation. If they want to know how it all got started, send them to Genesis, Lord. If they want to know what it's like to be stripped of everything, and to not let go of you and you to give them double for their trouble, Lord. Send them to Job, Father. Help them to see themselves in the word, Father, in your scripture, so that they can see and relate to the stories there, Lord, to know that it's still just as alive and sharper as a two-edged sword today as it was when it was first written. Walk with them every step of the way, Lord. Father, lead and guide them, Father, in ways that only you can, Lord. Solidify who they are in you and help them to never let go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really hope that you've been blessed by this message and that you're able to take something from it that repels you forward. And if you need more help with that, if you're not sure, even if you just want to start with your mindset and blocking some of those things that are limiting your beliefs, head over to the journeyofyou.net forward slash equipped, where you can get the five truths that are going to help you to know who you are in Christ and give you the foundation that you need to get started moving forward. If you're like, yes, I know that God has a purpose for me. I know what it is. I'm just not sure what to do next. 
you need me to help you build out that roadmap, hold you accountable and walk through you with it, go and head over to thejourneyofyou.net, book a discovery call with me right now, and let's have that conversation and get you moving forward. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.